The Attorney General made a terrible mistake when he did this and when he recused himself, or he should have certainly let us know if he was going to recuse himself, and we would have used a, put a different, so he made what I consider to be a very terrible mistake for the country. Why don't I just fire Mueller? Well, I think it's a disgrace what's going on. We'll see what happens. But I think it's really a sad situation when you look at what happened. And many people have said you should fire him. Oh, boy. When the story broke yesterday, I thought, okay, now he's going to fire Mueller. But now, as we're finding out, Mueller handed it off to someone else, kind of indicating that he didn't feel like this was part of what he's supposed to be investigating. Mm, so it would seem he's into the whole Russian thing, then maybe he won't fire Mueller. But taking more shots at his attorney general. Anyway, welcome to another day. It's good to see he lets things go. You know, don't hold a grudge. Sarah Westwood is the White House reporter for the Washington Examiner and joins us now. Another busy day, huh, Sarah? Absolutely. We're we're just learning that President Trump is canceling this highly anticipated trip to South America next week. That's obviously going to ruin the plans of a lot of reporters who had gotten their visas and planned to travel down there with him. But it does raise some red flags about maybe just how serious this legal situation is for President Trump. So for folks just tuning in, Sarah, let's let's run down exactly what happened yesterday is his personal attorney, one of his attorneys' uh, home and office and hotel room were raided, but not by Mueller's people. Right. What we're learning is that it was Mueller's referral to the DA's office in in North in New York that prompted this raid. But it wasn't Mueller himself suggesting that this fell outside the scope of the special counsel's review. Maybe had nothing to do with Russia, but. Potential illegal activity came to the special counsel's attention, and he alerted authorities in New York. Well, although, didn't wouldn't he have alerted Rod Rosenstein, who's heading up the Justice Department end of this, who then went to the DA? And I ask that just because, you know, Trump is probably not going to love that coming out of Rosenstein. Right. You heard in, in, the, in the sound bites that you just played from his comments yesterday that this frustration he was directing at the Justice Department was aimed at Attorney General Jeff Sessions, whose recusal from the Russia investigation caused Rod Rosenstein to have to appoint Mueller in the first place. If you draw a line all the way back, he's still most angry, it seems, as at Sessions. And so clearly, you know, this is just going to exacerbate the tensions between Trump and the Justice Department. And it may raise fears among Republicans that he might actually pull the trigger on firing Mueller, which has been sort of a distant hypothetical, but could now be a more real possibility now that someone he loves, Michael Cohen, is in the crosshairs. So the president had a pretty stressful day going into the day, right? He's going to spend the day trying to decide in what way he uses our military uh, personnel and equipment to, you know, wage warlike acts. That's about the toughest decision presidents ever make. And in the midst of it, while he's discussing this, what, somebody taps him on the shoulder and he says, hey, your lawyer just got raided? Or how, how did he find out about it? We don't know exactly. That's a great question. How he found out, it's possible, just like the rest of us, through news reports. Obviously, the FBI or, or local law enforcement in New York are not going to alert the media in advance that the raid is happening, but we learned shortly thereafter, after the raid took place, that Michael Cohen's offices had been searched. So 
I think it'll be interesting to see the extent to which the White House engages on this. Normally, when we have questions about the Russia investigation, Sarah Sanders and other press aides just sort of put them off to outside legal counsel. They don't really want to engage on it. But Trump himself has commented more extensively on this development in the Mueller probe uh, than any other development. And so maybe the White House at his direction will be more on offense in responding to it. So what have you heard about why they're looking at Cohen? Is it uh, organizing an NCAA pool or what? What's he uh, allegedly (laughs) guilty of running numbers? Well, reportedly, one of the reasons is that there's been allegations of potential tax problems, wire fraud, maybe some campaign finance violations. And the, and we do we have learned actually from Cohen's attorney, I believe, that there was potentially some documents related to the Stormy Daniels payment that were seized. There's been some experts who have speculated that potentially that's just the tip of the iceberg in terms of those kinds of payments that Cohen might have orchestrated through funds that he got from the Trump organization. So there's there's a lot of questions now about why Cohen is in the crosshairs, but Stormy Daniels is one matter that has been in the news obviously for a long time and had a lot of unresolved questions. Well would that would that would that trouble the president or would Cohen just com- continue to say, look, the president didn't know anything about this. I did this on my own. So I mean it, it depends if the president really didn't know anything about it. If he really had no knowledge Wait a of second. It, how do, what, no don't act like the truth it. plays a role in this. <laughs> Um, can't Cohen just com- continue to claim that the president didn't know anything about it, and then the president stays clean on this, right? Unless, you know, there's a paper trail. Right. So, uh, yeah, that gets back to the, the other question. Why the raiding the office like that? Uh, the story was that, the, as President Trump pointed out yesterday, they were cooperating. They were turning over what they were asked to turn over. So why does the FBI rush into your office then? Did they believe Cohen was in there flushing stuff down the toilet or what? Well, that's the question I think everyone's asking right now. Why was this sort of strong-arm tactic needed? It's obviously uh, incredibly aggressive for any law enforcement agency to execute a search warrant, especially on an an attorney. They're supposed to be attorney And the president's attorney. (laughs) I mean, that's a hell of a move. So the, so the one would surmise that if you know law enforcement agents were acting here in good faith, that they have some pretty compelling evidence that they presented to a judge to obtain that warrant. So there's a lot we don't know. As we've seen, anytime there's been an indictment or guilty plea related to this investigation, um, we see that there's a lot going on behind the scenes that we're not hearing about because we learned so much from each instance. So whatever comes of this, I think we'll, we will realize collectively that there's a lot about this situation that we just don't know yet. Well, that's obviously true and has been for since this whole thing started. Um, so here's a question that maybe uh, this is unfair. Only a lawyer can answer. Maybe Joe knows. I don't know. Whatever. But um, so they go in there now. They grab all these papers. Now they're going to go through them and determine what what pertains to the specific warrant and what doesn't. And in theory, the stuff that doesn't pertain to the warrant, they 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 leave alone. But if they come across stuff that's, you know, Russians sending money over to Trump Tower and it mm-hmm. looks like it might be laundering or something, do they then get to pursue that even though that wasn't part of the warrant? How does that work? Mm, theory- oh. Well, I think, you know, there's also another layer in this and that they do. They also have to go through all of those papers and determine what is subject to attorney-client privilege. There's one exception to attorney-client privilege, the crime-fraud exception, where it, which would mean that if one of Cohen's clients obtained Cohen's services 
in furtherance of an actual crime, that's the only way that those kinds of materials would be able to be used by investigators. So they also have to have another special team of agents go through and determine attorney-client privilege, in addition to determining what's relevant to the search warrant. So they have to be really careful what they do with all these materials that they got. Right. And then there's also, well, Sarah Westwood, the White House reporter for the Washington Examiner on the line. Uh, Sarah, hey, thanks a million for being with us. We appreciate it. Good luck. Uh, It's going to be a busy week. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, you got it. Because so some people wanna... believe this is a fishing opportunity. You come up with the and this happens, right? Oh, you yeah. get a warrant for something you can get a warrant for. Mm-hmm. Oh, this Stormy Daniel stuff. Clearly something went wrong here. We need a warrant. Everybody agrees. Then you go in there and you find all the other stuff. Right. Yeah, exactly. And here's the here's the way they would approach it even if they could quote unquote couldn't use it. So I go in, I do a no knock raid on the Armstrong ranch. And I cart off a bunch of stuff. I'm, I'm Empty, looking. Um, uh, Pop tart boxes. <laughs> it's my belief. That. It's my belief that you've been illegally breeding goats and selling them to Guatemala. Mm. Okay, so I go in there and uh, there's no and such I'm, thing as an illegal goat. I'm looking for uh, <laughs> Guatemalan goat information. Meanwhile, I find uh, I find information that you've also been uh, manufacturing your own Pop-Tarts under the table without proper permitting. Well, I don't have a warrant for any of that stuff, but now I know it in my head. And so I'm just going to happen to go talk to your neighbor who your little memo said uh, something about uh, Pop-Tarts. And, and I'm going to ask him about your goats. And then eventually, I don't know, maybe I'll somehow get him to say something about Pop-Tarts. So and then you, I'll go back to the stuff that I know is already there with a new warrant saying, hey, I got some weird info about illegal Pop-Tarts. I want to look at that stuff again. And there it is. So, so you, you triangulate. A, so if you have a warrant to search my trunk, do you need a warrant for that? If you have a warrant to search my trunk because yes. you think there's drugs in there, but you find drugs and a machine gun. Oh, I'm always confused by this. I should have actually gone to law school. <laughs> well, here's another thing I had to throw out because I didn't go to law school anything close I don't know anything about this. Hey, Mike, the lawyer, text me. (laughs) I do know this. It's like you're always complaining. There's no such thing as science says. There's no such thing as the law says. I've seen some of the top lawyers in the world, including Alan Dershowitz, disagree 180 degrees on this stuff. Mm -hmm. So there's not one answer to this. Right, right. Unless you go back to the Magna Carta, read the text. But so if they go in there looking for... He he clearly he didn't have that much cash. He went to the bank and said, "I need to remodel my 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 bathroom." He got a home equity. Why loan. you have to tell the government what you want want well, money for is a, another question. That, yeah, exactly. uh, it's part of the war on drugs and terrorism. I'm going to do whatever I want with it. Either I'm a good credit risk or I'm not. Give me the freaking my money. Effing money. Well, um, it's 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 the Treasury Department, not credit risk stuff. But anyway, Any, anything more than ten thousand dollars. But anyway, so you said you wanted to remodel your bathroom. They give you yes. one hundred thirty thousand dollars. I want a gold toilet. It's going to be expensive. You give it to a whore to keep her mouth shut before your client shut gets up, whore. elected president. I'd say as I handed it over. So they get a warrant to the that they know that that's that's not good. That's right. against the law. You've defrauded a bank. You've lied to the bank. And what a terrible crime. Yeah, America will never endure. Um, so they go into his office and they find all this material on Russia and. Everything's signed Vladimir Putin. <laughs> um, so you think that will be used? Somehow. Somehow. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Hey, the other thing to know about Cohen is that he's not just Trump's attorney. I promise to get you elected, signed Vladimir Putin. He's, he's Trump's fixer. I wish I had a fixer. If there's a problem, Cohen takes care of it. That would be the greatest. That'd be the uh. best thing about being super rich. 
the best thing about being super rich would be to have a guy like this Cohen dude handle any crap that comes off. I don't even want to know about it. Everything from a hotel double build me to, uh, you know, the, the Haitian mob is starting to mess with our hotel. I'm on it, boss. I want that guy. Yeah, that would be handy. Anyway, our text line 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. As Mark Stein said last night, I like my sex scandals to have sex in them, not wire fraud. Yeah. Come on. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Fleetwood Mac news. That's what this band is. Breaking Fleetwood Mac news. They kicked Lindsey Buckingham out of the band again. They can't come to an agreement on their tour, so they said no Lindsey Buckingham. Get! But they wished him well in his future endeavors. <laughs> they gave him a cardboard box. They sent him out the door. So, so my initial reaction to that is the idea of Fleetwood Mac without Lindsey Buckingham is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. You're absolutely right. Like Led Zeppelin without Jimmy Page. It's just silly. But Mike Campbell from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and Neil Finn from Crowded House are the two guitarists that will replace Lindsey Buckingham. And singer. And so I thought, well, that's ridiculous. This is fraud. How could you tour with that? And they replaced Lindsey, who's a great guitarist, with... One of my favorite guitar players of all time, probably in my top five, and one of my favorite singers of all time. Yeah, that, that's fine, but you're not going to see Fleetwood Mac. No, no, um, it's 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 a uh, it's half a Fleetwood Mac playing a tribute show to Fleetwood Mac. But, but since it's a nostalgia, how do you not? Whatever he wanted, a bigger bus or you know, no green M and M's. How do you not just come to an agreement on that? You're all eighty years old. You're gonna print money on this thing. You don't even have to practice to sing the songs. Do we know that they booted him, or maybe he said, "I don't want to do it anymore." Well, that I think that's what happened. But I'm tired of it. He didn't. He didn't agree that they came to a disagreement on the tour somehow. Yeah. So, so you don't want to play <laughs> Cincinnati for some reason. Fine, we'll skip Cincinnati. I mean, how do you just not work that out? I don't know. <laughs> I could see him not wanting to tour. That would be a difficult agreement to bridge, hmm. to have a tour. No, no I'm he was, not going to. But he was going to, and then just oh, something he? something fell apart. I'm sorry to hear that. That's Maybe Michael Cohen ought to look into it. <laughs> Cohen, uh, Donald Trump's chief fixer, who was described by uh, another uh, aide to Trump, uh, Michael Caputo, former Trump political advisor. This is a very, very unique relationship, one that was remarkable. I've never seen someone so loyal to their boss. Now, something I had missed somehow, and Jack pointed it out, was that um, they're thinking Cohen, Trump's lawyer, his office and home and hotel room are all raided. No knock raids. Busted down the doors. Of um, the president's main lawyer. Right. That's a hell of a deal. But anyway, they think he took out a home equity loan to pay off the whore, to keep her silent. And you have to declare what you're... Jennifer Clifford. See, I've got a, I've got a home equity line of credit where I can go and get money and they don't ask me anything. Maybe when you take out the loan originally, does it have to be... That's an interesting question. I mean, you have a private party lending you money if they want to ask you what you're doing it for. 
if you don't want to tell them, you can go somewhere else, I suppose. I've got specific examples of not being asked at all what I was doing with the money. Right. Yeah. I don't, but maybe it's different in New York. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They got a lot of laws in New York. Too many. Um, and he and said, yeah, it, I'm, uh, I'm putting in a skylight. That's it. I'm yeah, paying off a whore. It'll enhance the uh, value of my property. Yeah. And the crime would be he lied to the bank about what he's doing with the money. And That's the fact a- that it's an in-kind campaign contribution through his work and loan right. to the Trump campaign by silencing the whore. Which, on the face of it, sounds like, okay, I can see how that'd be a crime, but do any research or reading about FEC regulations and how they're 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 worked around regularly, and nobody's ever prosecuted for these things, especially amounts like hundred thousand dollars. Right. It's yeah. just that, that that whole thing is a joke to start with. The way people get around that that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's a good uh, Cohen story. So, in my point being, that'd be a hell of a thing if if the feds bust into your office because of you weren't honest with your bank about what you were going to do with your home equity loan and a tiny amount by election standards of not declaring something in election. To pay someone off. Yeah, to keep their mouth shut. Um, it, now, if, if Trump was uh, filled up his buildings with Russians for 20 years to keep his buildings afloat and laundering money from the Russians, that'd be a big deal. It's a crime. Yeah, but that's not what wouldn't surprise me. A bit. That's not what the reports are. <laughs> Would not surprise me. A bit. Wouldn't surprise me either. Yeah. But that's not what the reports are. The the reason was given for the raid for the warrant. Listen to this real quick. This is uh, Daily Beast, um, and Cohen's talking about himself. You remember when it briefly Ivana Trump claimed she had been raped by Trump during their divorce or something, right. yeah. and she recanted that later. Said the lawyers told her to say that. Um, Cohen told a reporter for the Daily Beast, I think. I remember when this happened. It was a big story. We talked about it. You write a story that has Mr. Trump's name in it with the word rape, and I'm going to mess your life up. For as long as you're on this frickin' planet, you're going to have judgments against you, so much money you'll never know how to get out from underneath it. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. I thought it was the, he told reporters you can't rape your own wife, and that sent everybody off on a tizzy. And he since said that, I just said that, to distract from the president, or from Donald Trump, the candidate at the time. That's my job. So he was asked by reporters, and he said, you can't rape your own wife. It's not possible. Which is not true. This is what I did. But it's it caused in, everybody to go off. legally or morally. Yes. Cable news shows talked about it. Right. We talked about it. Everybody talked about it. And then he later said, no, I just said that. To... It's like when Boy, the he's coach... he's good at his job. It's like when the coach says... I made the wrong call so that people, the press doesn't scream at the quarterback. You're just taking heat off your star. Yep. And that's something. He manipulated the entire media world by saying something crazy like that. Cohen's wife is Ukrainian. He's said to speak rudimentary Russian. Remember that lesson that sometimes when people say nutty stuff, it's just to, to, to eat up airtime. Hmm. Yeah. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, President canceled South American trips scheduled for later this week. A lot of speculation about the reason. Sorry, Peru. We got a new Stormy Daniels development, and no joke, Britain. Britain has launched a knife control campaign. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Uh, Getty. I've wondered about that as a knife carrier. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, 
saw Gorka on the TV this morning. Remember Gorka, right? We've had him on before. Greetings. Hey, how you doing? Sebastian Gorka, who, uh, <laughs> who sounds like a movie villain. Greetings. I saw him on the TV this morning saying the attack will probably happen today on mm. Syria. Ah. So... Look forward to that. The news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, this just uh, came in. President Trump's top Homeland Security advisor, Tom Bossart, is resigning. The White House press secretary confirmed he's stepping down, and President Trump thanks him for his patriotic service and wishes him well. I'm sorry, what does he do? Who is he? He's the uh, Homeland Security advisor, one of the top Homeland Security advisors. He is out. He was making the rounds of the talk shows. Is he the guy who was on the TV over the weekend? Yeah. He was really good. Yeah. Yeah, he was making That's the weird. Rounds. Why is he out the door? I don't know. Did he say something wrong? Or? I don't know. He was pretty good. Sanders. He's the one that pushed back on the narrative of we don't need the National Guard at the border. Right. He did a great job of that. Right. Yeah, huh. he he yeah, he was he was the one who was saying we have like fifty thousand yeah. people a month trying to get over the border. So Unless he made those stats up. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh God. Sanders said uh, <laughs> Sanders gave no reason for him leaving, just we wish you well. Here's your cardboard box. After threatening a military strike against Syria, President Trump canceling plans to travel to South America later this week. The White House choosing to stay in the U.S. to manage the response to an apparent chemical weapons attack. Okay, so uh, Sarah Westwood thought that Trump was canceling the trip because of uh, his lawyer got raided. But you're reporting the White House says it's because of the Syria attack. Yeah. It makes well, either one could be true or both. Or certainly true. I think the commander-in-chief engaged in bombing other countries might want to stay close to the White mm-hmm. House. Sorry, Uruguay and Paraguay. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Syria is saying it's now invited an international chemical weapons watchdog group to send a fact-finding mission into the country to investigate the suspected poison gas attack. A foreign ministry is saying Syria will help the Organization for the Bro- Prohibition of Chemical Weapons to investigate. So I guess the invitation's out there, and I'm not quite sure what the timetable is for them to arrive and actually take a look around. Chinese President Xi is offering some potential concessions aimed at defusing the trade dispute with Washington. Now there's going to be a trade war. I've heard it a million times. The examiner examiner headline was, did China just blink? Sounds like they did to Mm -hmm. me. Yeah, they're looking for a chance to save face and keep doing business. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Xi promising to cut China's auto tariffs and improve intellectual property protection, but they didn't address key U.S. complaints like the requirement for companies to work through joint ventures with local partners. I had heard an earlier report, though, that said the uh, Chinese government was thinking about reworking that. So right. if you it's had a the U.S. company... of the process, yeah. Marsh. Go yeah. ahead. If they, you had a U.S. company, what? If you had a U.S. company, you would always have to have a Chinese partner, but supposedly they're, they're reworking that requirement. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of blinking going on as far as the uh, Chinese go. Stormy Daniels' attorney says he will release a sketch today and announce a reward to help identify the man she says threatened her to keep quiet about her alleged affair with Donald Trump. Yeah, right. I thought it was going to be a sketch of his genitals. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Me too. I thought he was going to... And a reward for the apprehension of the penis. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm so relieved. <laughs> Stormy Daniels. <laughs> we'll release a yeah. sketch of the president's penis as it looked back in 2006. The sketch was done by a professional grade school boy on his desk. <laughs>
<laughs> now, we've had um, experts in the area carefully age the penis to give you an idea what it would look like today. Uh, oh. Now, the artist claimed it was an elephant when the teacher asked about it, but it was clearly a sketch of Trump's penis. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. So, anyway, they, that, the story keeps uh, go rolling on. So they yeah, all have... See, here's the part yeah. of that story that seems so bogus to me. Right. Somebody, somebody threatens to kill your kids or you or whatever, right. and you're just now getting around to sketching out a yeah. drawing of what this person looks like and sending law enforcement after him. Yeah, the cops are going to go around looking for, I'm guessing, like a tough-looking Italian guy. Who threatened her how many years ago? 2011. Yeah. Seven years ago. Yeah, right. Seven years back. I think the trail is a tad chilly at this point. <laughs> All right, this is not a joke. Officials in England are initiating knife control. London's mayor, Sadiq Khan, announced a tough crackdown on knives in the city as London reels from a spike in stabbings that have led its number of homicides to top New York City's for two months in a row. Boy, this, this the, the knife thing because I carry a knife. Yeah, and a knife is be, uh, having carrying a knife is being armed, and it's part of the Second Amendment. And um, uh, it's exactly like the gun laws. The people who are going to stab you are not going to stop carrying a knife. The people that are of no threat to you right. whatsoever and carry a pocket knife for whatever reason are of no threat to you. Right. It's exactly like the gun issue. Mayor Khan tweeting, no excuses. There is never a reason to carry a knife. Anyone who does will be caught and they will feel the full force of the law. Right. And the people that want to go around, the lunatics who go around stabbing people in subway stations or whatever are going to completely ignore this. Yeah, the gangbangers yep. and the Muslim fundamentalists and everybody else who has the knives, right? They'll say, well, fellas, can't carry our knives anymore. More. Yeah, so now it's Meanwhile, being... my whittling troop, we have to cancel our trip to London because what are we going to do now? <laughs> Competitive whittlers. So now, apparently, people in a number of cities in uh, Britain are reportedly turning their knives in out of fear of getting arrested. I don't think there's a city in America that bans knives. There no. are blade lengths for yeah. ver- various cities. New York has the most strict, like you'd expect on anything else. Correct. San Francisco's up there, but I don't think there's a city in America that doesn't allow it. One of their police officials saying, our communities have told us that they want to end knife crime. Right, and so you, you stop you stop the 50-year-old guy who's right. been carrying a pocket knife his whole life from carrying his pocket knife, and that's what's going to do it. Right. Hello. And the good citizens turning in their knives want to work with us, the law, to make that happen. Turning in their knives? Why don't you just put it in your kitchen and cut a steak with it? <laughs> I don't know. Why are you turning it in? Well, supposedly you're not allowed to be carrying them around in the streets. Well, put them in your kitchen drawer, Marshall. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Why Show. Why am I yelling at you? <laughs> <laughs> the conscience of the nation. The conscience of the, uh, several nations, apparently. Yes. <laughs> Good luck. That was an eagle I just heard there. Is that what that was? The eagle of freedom? Mm-hmm. Freedom was the word. Zuckerberg set to face off on Capitol Hill for a good beating. Oh, they're going to like beating up a child. <laughs> oh, boy. How do you think that's going to go? Um, I think he's going to do a lot of phony apologizing and hope that that sticks. They're going to interview him for two. They're going to question him for two days. He's going to say, we are more than willing to have regulations. I've I've got to assume he's hired the best lawyers that practically exist Mm. to help him with this. Well, he went around and met with lawmakers yesterday to give them kind of a preview and actually probably to get a read on what they were going to ask him. Probably giving them maximum (laughs) campaign contributions. Look at that picture of Zuckerberg they're using on MSNBC. (laughs) Yep. yep. Did they Photoshop that? I made Facebook. (laughs) Everybody is is out to get Zuckerberg. Yeah. Everybody. Activate right? adult in suit mode. 
<laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You sit there in your Officials are looking for a person accused of stealing a rock signed by Yoko Ono worth over $17,000. Though to be fair, it originally was part of a rock group which Yoko Ono broke up. Hey now. Wow, really? Yoko breaking up the Beatles jokes? That is for, uh, I don't know. There's a rock, you know. So, rock, yeah, I get it. Group. I get it. Wow. But at the, uh, the, uh, that made me less alive. Um, <laughs> thanks, Jimmy. Somebody bought the handwritten lyrics Seth, to something, Hey Jude, yesterday. I don't know. One, ah. of, those, one of those Beatles classics. I would or, be happy to buy that. I don't know, $375,000 or a million or whatever. The, the point of the story is, as we have talked about many times, that, that sort of baby boomer nostalgia stuff is going to be worth nothing at some point. So you better enjoy it and show it to your friends. Because the next generation is going to say, who are the Beatles? What? I'll give you five bucks for it. Yeah. Would I want one of Louis Armstrong's trumpets? Yeah. Be kind of cool, but I wouldn't pay much for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to pay three hundred and seventy-five grand for it or whatever. You know? Yeah. But that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I've, I've, I've been obsessed with music since I was a little kid, and I've always been tempted to buy that sort of stuff, but that's precisely what keeps me from doing it. I just think it you know, it has an arc, and I think the arc is probably not rising no more. Did you know that this happened in the last couple of weeks? I, I like that as a dry introduction, by the way. I use it with my kids, so this happened. <laughs> and then I'll send them a video. It's a good one. Yeah. Anyway, what happened? Um, I came across this, uh, I don't remember, New York Times, someplace. Two things happened. It's based on a new judgment that the, the, the man has made, the law has made. Mm. If you run a business and people misuse it for uh, criminal activity, you're responsible. And for that reason, Craigslist no longer has any of those kind of personal ads that they've been running forever ah. where people hook up and oftentimes, sometimes, I don't know about often, I have no idea. I don't know if most of the time or 10% of the time, it's prostitution. This is straight out of the back page rulings. I'm, and, I'm going, and, oh, yeah, I'm okay, going there. Great. So Craigslist, this happened just a couple of weeks ago, that Craigslist, um, having having run that since Craigslist started, where uh, men and women uh, hooked up, and sometimes it was just, I'm assuming, that sometimes it was just people getting together with no crime committed. The original name of the website was Craig's List of Sluts. Did you know that? <laughs> but sometimes it was prostitution, and they, they ruled that if you... If and you're, horn dogs. If you're doing this, if, you're, if, if, if a crime is committed, if, somebody, if a whore misuses that, that's Craigslist's fault, and they can be gone after. And so Craigslist, mm. now, if you go to that section, I saw this in the newspaper, if you go to that section of Craigslist, it says, this is what the law is, we're against it, write your congressman. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. It's like running a hotel, though. You can't let whores uh, be run out of your hotel, according to the law. How far does that get? Like, if I'm a hammer manufacturer, and someone uses a hammer right. to break a window to break into something else, is that... Does it extend to that? Well, that's like, what some people are trying to do with guns, right? You're trying to go after uh, Remington because somebody misused your gun. And so far, that hasn't been successful. Right. Um, and, yeah, so we've been talking for years about these various magazines. Every city in America's got one. You pick it up on a Friday to see what band is playing where. 
And on the back page is something called the back page. And people have been advertising whores on there forever. Now, this was not like Craigslist. These were just out-and-out, obviously, whore ads. Escorts. Right, escorts. And But this law applies to them, too, and now that has completely gone away. And it was a tremendous source of revenue for those magazines. Mm-hmm. But they can't do it no more. Child sex trafficking, too, was yeah, a big part that, of it, they say. Not cool, but... Yeah, running the underage. And we'd often wondered about that when, you know, your city, USA, would have a big prostitution sting and say, we've stood up for all that is good and right by ending prostitution. <laughs> well, why do you have this city magazine that has... Th- 25 pages of whore ads. And the local DA is picking up a free copy on the corner to see what the, the latest blockbuster movie review is. And everybody knows it's there, so right. why do we pretend twice a year? But they've done away with those through that law. Mm. I I always thought it was weird that so obviously something that is a crime is being advertised. It always seemed weird to me. I'm not cool with the Craigslist thing. There should be... Does that mean there can be no... Um, no way for any business or website to bring people together that want to hook up because if a prostitute uses it, you'd be in trouble. So you just can't do it anymore. That's not good. Well, that would be an interesting defense that there's no way to police prostitution without eliminating uh, consenting adults meeting up for physical contact. Right. Uh, Does Tinder ever have that problem or any of those places where it's a prostitute? I don't know that. I would think there's have... a problem. <laughs> Um, well, would, it wouldn't be a problem to me. Is that a thing on Tinder? If if uh, you meet some little gal and uh, for coffee, quote unquote, and she says, "Yeah, listen, I'm more than willing to get with you, but I'm a pro. It'll cost you X amount." Uh, Do you then report that to Tinder? You probably could, but I've th- there are profiles that lead you to believe. Oh no, I'm I'm a I'm a date for hire sort of. Okay, so it, so there are those people to get on Tinder. It seems so obvious. Yeah. That, I mean, if they're doing Craigslist and these back page things. So what, is Tinder next then? Tinder has to shut down because if, if there are any whores on there, we can't do it. Or if yeah, I don't know. I, that seems, wouldn't that logically seem like that's the next stop? Back page and now Craigslist? I'd have to see <clears throat> the ruling. I know nothing about this branch of law. It's, it's interesting and intriguing to me, but I'm afraid I sit here as ignorant as a child. Uh, and are, on the face of it, how do you feel about it? It seems uh, troublesome to me. I mean, if it's obvious illegality, um, I think you can ask a website not to aid in a bet criminal enterprise. But I would also give them a fair amount of latitude. What if Craigslist says, I'm just trying to aid in a bet lonely woman over there meeting lonely guy over there? Right, right. I can't. How am I supposed to stop prostitutes from using it? Are you going to shut down every bar in Vegas that has pros sitting there sipping a Cosmopolitan? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, the Internet, Jack, the Internet is very complex. It's a series of tubes and <laughs> trying to figure out how to regulate it. Oh, oh, that's right. That reminds me. We've got a really good guest. The chief marketing officer for Mozilla is going to talk about the Facebook privacy fail in just a few minutes after the top of the hour news. Um, and and uh, I read a really good proposal for how to regulate Facebook. Um, but this is this is such new stuff. Just. The virtual world. You can't just take our real world laws and apply it to the virtual world. It doesn't work. Um, so I, you know, my great area of uh, concern is always Bill of Rights stuff, liberty stuff. And what troubles me is Americans instinctively know that the government better have a warrant to get in my house or get in my safe or, or what have you. But people don't care about somebody getting in their cell phone or into their data or what have you, or the government getting into their data. I do, but most people don't. Right. 
Right. So, yeah, that, that whole world is, uh, well, we're going to be wrestling with it for a long time. Well, it sounds like it's similar to me, unless I'm missing something. And again, I didn't uh, attempt to go to law school or ever even think about it. Um, how how can you say Craigslist can't have that, you know, set up an area for singles to meet? Because every now and then there's a prostitute there, but you can have a bar where singles get together and meet, and every now and then there's a prostitute. I can't imagine on what basis you would enforce that, unless you could prove that they were knowingly profiting from running horse. Although Facebook's, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Craigslist is, they don't make any money, do they? I don't think so. Um, well, they have a foundation. It's uh, well, and some foundations are a ripoff. Hillary, it's a great <clears> way. <throat> it's a great way to sell the lawnmore. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and it used to be to get a whore. Right, boy. If I could get a whore who'll mow my lawn afterward, boy, now that's a that's a service I could buy. I was reading this article about how they shut down the back pages and how a lot of those ads in some towns across America, most of the ads were police. That's what I've always assumed oh, really? anyway. I mean, I would never, I can't imagine. Well, I also heard that they made billions of dollars, though, running prostitutes and uh, including, uh, you know, child rape slaves. Because there's no such thing as a child prostitute. Right. It's a well, rape slave. In a lot of cities, those ads were, tons of the ads were just to the, co- the cops. Wow. <laughs> Dope. Well, yeah. Not good. Yeah. Yasha Kakus wolf chief marketing officer of Mozilla. On Facebook and regulating the interwebs and the rest of it coming up. And a late night joke off on the FBI raid of Trump's lawyer's office. Sounds like a good one. We'll do that next on the Armstrong and Getty Show.